0: And now a word from our sponsors. Now available on Amazon.com in print and Kindle from Sweetie Cat Press, the Who's Who of Emerging Writers 2021, which includes the bios of 128 modern day writers and seven essays by writing influencers. The bios answer the questions. What do they write? Where do they live? When did they start writing? Why do they write? And how you can find out more about them and more. I'm Christopher Bice. I'm the author of a New Age poetry book called Escaping the Darkness, Running From My Dreams. This isn't one of your grandmother's poetry books. Okay, I do some traditional poetry of love, death, and inspirations but I also write about all the insanity hiding in my mind. Come experience the stories that are fleeing a tortured mind. Ride the wave of emotion and fear. Shed a tear, find the light, or maybe learn to fear the darkness. We are in the final countdown. Look for my book, Escaping the Darkness, coming this June, and tell your grandma to stay away. Submissions are now open until August 1st for the Sweetie Cat Press Anthology, The Whole Wide World. The submissions should be episodes of no more than 3,000 words and as few as 50 words about the worldwide adventures of Detective Curly Knucklewad and his assistant, Miss Wanda Wowser as they go on a manhunt for the unknown thief of the limp noodle sauce recipe stolen from the secret government food laboratory in San Francisco. Submission guidelines are in the blog section of the Sweetie Cat Press website at SweetieCatPress.com. That's SweetieCatPress.com. S-W-E-E-T-Y-C-A-T-P-R-E-S-S.com. And now,
1: enjoy this free JayZoModcast show.
0: Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice.
1: Welcome to the World of Mythbits. We are your hosts, Jenna and Joe Sparks, and this is episode 135. Welcome. Welcome to the World of Myth Bits. We have a newsletter! Yay! A new newsletter for this month. I always look forward to receiving the newsletters because I feel like they are an integral hub for the going-ons behind the scenes of uh, jazomon and the World of Myth. So, In lieu of housekeeping, I'm just kind of going to read through the newsletter. If you are not signed up, you should absolutely go to theworldofmyth.com and uh, throw in your email so you can also get these newsletters because they are awesome. So first and foremost, the open contract challenge. We, of course, would like to congratulate everybody who is successfully moving on to the next round, including... Boreana Ananeva, Peggy Gerber, Jeff R. Young, Mike Lutz, Tim Law, Stephen Oliver, Jim Bates, Destiny Eve Piper, Jason Lees, Lynn McGonagall-Clark. So that is a huge, huge opportunity for everybody moving forward. And uh, again, very I say this every time, but I genuinely am super stoked to see what transpires by the end of this contest because... Um, I don't know, this is one of my favorite parts about the world of myth and what they've created is this this contest to really shine a light on phenomenal creators. In addition to the winners, there's also an announcement regarding the Open Contract Challenge Art Edition, and it's shaping up and will be ready for launch soon. Dark Myth Publications is giving both authors and artists chances alike so you can bet your sweet little bums i will be putting in some of my work to see what happens for funsies i'm very excited next bit of news the short story bi-monthly contest is in the works it's going to be sponsored by the World of Myth magazine, and there will be a guaranteed $100 prize. The contest will be launching in November, and the theme, rules, and criteria will be posted ahead of time. So kind of keep your eyes peeled for any future announcements. It's still kind of in its infancy, so just pay attention. The Bread and Butter. So we have PCE Scarefair. I am very excited. You guys know I've been working my my little tushy off. Not so little, but my tushy off. <laughs> in, in helping create the graphics and the whole vibe of the event. And, woo, okay. We are, like, progressing. Like, hardcore progressing. And it is so fun to watch. A little daunting, but so fun. So, all the vendor slots, there's no more openings. Like we have reached capacity, which in and of itself is is quite the achievement. Um, and of course I'm gonna be there, but <laughs> with with you, with you. And so you know how many
2: vendors spots there
1: are? Okay, so last time I counted, which was before there's I think just under 60. Just under 60. It could be 60 even. Don't take my word for it, but the last time I counted there were like 51 and I think we've added like five or six since. So vendors and that's just vendors. Very nice, yeah. That is not including the special guests, the actors, the te- you know the 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 live music. So that's just vendors alone. And I I mean like don't get me wrong. I'm nervous. I'm nervous because
2: absolutely, you know. It, it, I think both of those buildings. Each building has a c- capacity of, I think, two thousand people. So come on down.
1: Yeah, it's it's just, oh, it's gonna be big. It's gonna it's be a gonna good time, be Big. Yeah. I'm so excited. Like I I, I hope nobody takes this offensively. But I cannot believe like how big it's gonna be. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to legit news and beyond Jenna's astonishment. So we do want to announce kind of what the plans are. So we're going to have uh, live bands, Trick-or-treating for for everybody, for the kids, (laughs) but for everybody. Here's a little sneak peek of some of the guests who are going to be there. So we have Dan Mendoza, who's a publisher, author, and artist for Still Ill Princess and Zombie Tramp. We're going to be doing Psychotic, the Carnival of Thrills. Um, So it's going to be the haunt and kind of the theme this year. We've kind of settled on doing themes, and um, that's been a lot of fun to kind of play with and explore. That's
2: going to be in a tent. On its own, right?
1: I have no idea yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that was kind of in the talks. Gotcha. Um, I hope. But we'll see. We'll have to see. You know, again, I think we're still playing with...
2: Because everybody's going to have to hear those board member meeting minutes then, huh?
1: Yeah, that's where it's (laughs) going to come up. (laughs) Which are actually really, if you guys really want to get in the know... Read the minutes. They're very informative.
2: Yeah, they're just right up there. I'm
1: lucky because I'm married to somebody who's, you know, actively involved. So if there's anything that he thinks I need to hear, no. None of the secret stuff y'all talk about in there. All right. So we'll also have American Zombie, which is a, a Rob Zombie tribute band. Uh, and Roadworks, who is another musical band. And then we're going to have J.P. Roth, who's a novelist, publisher for at Comics. Eric Ebass Basildua, the comic book artist. And there are so many more. I don't see why not, but I know Dave had really been ready <laughs> to get Mr. Joe Bob Briggs in on it, and we have officially announced that he is he is going to be a part of it. So very happy for Mr. Alan Russo, who, as I have heard it, is very excited for that.
2: <laughs> very cool. <laughs> All
1: right. So now we can kind of jump on over to podcast information. We have our lineup. And the fun part is that it's kind of always shifting, kind of, you know, evolving gradually. So as of right now, the lineup is as follows. The World of Myth Bits on Mondays, Lupa's Bits on Fridays, and a new season of My Public Life as an American Nerd, hosted by none other than Eddie Aguire. And Grindhouse Sleaze, hosted by... Alan Russo and David K Montoya, and the Three Nos hosted by Jason Bacard and Mike Lutz. The next season is going to be of my life as an American nerd is going to be hosted by dear Eddie Aguirre. I'm pretty excited to hear his take on all things pop culture. So yeah, so that's going to be the next step for my life as an American nerd. Now,
2: you also have um, Tuesdays are going to be Grindhouse Sleeves and Thursdays are the Three Nose podcast.
1: Yep. So coming from the producer, he knows he knows more about the podcast whole network than I do. Just a little. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've also mentioned how we are pushing to do something very special for our members of the month. And we are going to talk more and more about that later in the episode. But this month's member of the month is Miss Dawn de So we are preparing something super, super phenomenal, something we're very proud of. And again, we'll talk about that later. But we hope that it is received with the amount of enthusiasm that we have for these projects. So expect that next week. Yeah, next week.
2: Yeah, the project is next yeah. week, but maybe some of you, all of you, none of you, not quite sure, <laughs> have seen the teaser we released yesterday, um, so please email us let me know what you think.
1: Unless it's mean. Even though <laughs> But yeah, we'll talk more about that later.
2: Well, what do you call it? Trolls, come on over.
1: No, not <laughs> for uh, me. What? All right. So regarding the world of myth magazine, uh, there are new submission guidelines up on the website. So go ahead and make sure uh, to check that out. So that way your submitted content is meeting all of the criteria and you know what you are submitting. There are discussions of new writing categories coming to the magazine. Uh, so some some that are being considered are historical historical romance and nonfiction. I'm super excited for nonfiction in particular. Jenna loves herself a good et- essay, so that'll be fun. Regarding the magazine as well as the podcasts, there are advertising opportunities. So if you want to promote your book, super super easy, super super affordable. The cost for audio plugs, so like what you hear for the podcast, are $2.50. For a banner ad on the website, $5 for a month. Not bad at all. So if you have any information, you can always email sjbfreelance1972 at gmail.com. And uh, that'll get you off the ground in your advertising networking Dark Myth Publications, I told you, there's so much to go through on these newsletters. Like I said, they're so worth signing up for. Okay, so regarding Dark Myth Publications, the editing template, there's a new editing template, I should say, with new authors who are in the editing process with Dark Myth Publications. And Dark Myth Publications now has a Facebook page and an Instagram page. Uh, So yeah, make sure you follow those, those pages. For any up-to-date information you may need or desire, fun, 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 informational time. We are coming up to the one hundredth issue. I am so excited that we are a part of the world of myth. As we are coming up to the one hundredth issue, I am so astonished. I think it's the coolest thing. So that one, the hundred, the one hundredth issue should be coming up around September. And as Dawn puts it ever so eloquently, that also happens to be the anniversary of the magazine. And the month after that is, drumroll, Halloween. So uh, it's going to be a huge couple of months uh, between the Halloween issue, the 100th issue, the anniversary, and Scarefare, all of which I think it's going to roll into like a I don't know. Hopefully a huge event that is very much deserved. Yeah, that's pretty much it for the newsletter. Again again, do subscribe. They are so useful, so informational. And on our final note outside of the newsletter, uh Mythmart is open. You can go on and you can check out all of the merch, all of the publications. Everything. We are working up a concept for a shirt for the World of MythBits podcast. Um, and I think it's going to be quite an amazing little shirt/slash uh, design. So, MythMart is open. Mythmart.com. Also, make sure to go watch <laughs> Stephanie's videos regarding MythMart. They are absolutely delightful, makes me miss her. Uh, Very much. And I cannot wait to see her. That is also happening come October, hopefully. So, okay. Besides that, though, we do also want to announce that Dave's new comic book, American Smash, will be released July 2nd. So, plotted and created by Alan Russo and David K. Montoya. uh, Pencils by David K. Montoya. Inks by Mario E. Martinez. Letters by Electric Lettering. Colors by Richard Wilson. Edited by the late, great Terry D. Shearer and Christopher Harris as editor-in-chief. So another thing to keep your eyes peeled for, it is a stacked month. That is all I have to say. (laughs)
0: Like
1: like the rest of the year in general is a stacked year. But this month in particular, like I'm out of breath. I am out of breath from going through that.
2: (laughs) I really like Myth Mart's website design on there.
1: I'm very excited. I think that it's going to be a lot of fun to see it, especially as it shapes and grows. I mean, like, just the release of it, it looks great. So
2: so by now you have probably heard us speak of this trailer. And what is this trailer for? It was a teaser trailer. It had manifested almost within an instant. Of a blip, of a little blink. Boip. We are working on the audio experience for... Dawn DeBrawl's story abducted because she had one member of the month, as we had spoken of earlier in the
1: show in general. We've been for a minute, but yeah.
2: Yeah, the show and earlier in the show on the um, uh, what was it? the newsletter. Right? So on the newsletter, Dawn mentions um, probably by now it's, it's been you've seen it or you had word about it coming out. We've been working on audio experiences for Member of the Month as a new feature. The story, abducted, written by Don DeBrawl, directed by myself. Uh, also narrated, and then threw a couple of little voice extras in there. you would be able to hear. Or maybe not. I guess you'll find <laughs> that in a little Easter egg. I hired a few other actors to play parts. John Bratton as the officer. Tom Isla Krevesil as Lee. Our own Jenna as Brianna, Stephanie J. Barty as the Doctor, Rebecca Flores as the Alien Woman, and we also have a cameo, right, from one Debra.
1: <laughs> it's my mom, you guys. <laughs> it's my mom. <laughs> okay.
2: So, um, this, project, this project has really captivated the whole entirety of the creative processes. we talk about many things have to come to create one so this trailer that let's call this the unofficial making of the making of abducted so the other day i think it was last week sometime last week sometime i come to you and i say i want a trailer i want a teaser let's get the hype All right so the two of us kind of sit and we kind of drum these ideas back together. It was mostly Jenna though that came up with the animation. Not I just really
1: you you had an idea. I had the idea, and, and then you yeah. showed me an example, and then I was like, oh, "Okay, I see where your head's at." Right. And so then that's kind of where we there was the jumping off point.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I directed, I sat there and we worked together, and I directed towards the trailer to to where which scenes are gonna hit and everything. And if you kind of watch back, you'll 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 feel the influences on the teaser. You'll know where they came from. Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. We got this teaser knocked out. And please check the show notes. I'm going to add it to the show notes on there. Um, this, This whole process of content creation, because at the real meat of the center of this piece is that this writer had poured herself onto this page to be published into this magazine, right? So she poured herself into this piece, submitted it into the magazine to be published, the magazine published it out, right? So as creators, there's a weird, like, disconnect, almost, between the terms now, like a find, right? Between creator and then creative, right? Because when you go on and you do so, I guess you do some research on creatives, you have a very very separated line between what we do. You know, instead of actually creating something that is uh, meant to exist, we create things to profit off of the existence of the things to be created. You know what I mean? hmm Kind of like... Uh, it, there's no knowledge that is sacred anymore. And by sacred, I mean... Uh, you remember the term what people call trade secrets? Yeah. Those don't exist anymore. Yeah. Like, if you go on the internet, and there's a little bit of everything. Thank you, sir. If you go on there, you can search anything you want to know. Right? Uh, putting the time in, though. Putting in the time in and actually committing yourself to the time of the object... That's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. You have to commit to this thing. But the information, it's there. And I'm pretty sure people listening right now might be a little tired of me talking about how so much information is out there. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. <laughs> you know. Um, I mean,
1: but it's true. It's true. It's out there. It's it's it's, accessible. Yeah. it's for the most part really accessible. You may have to do a little bit of extra work sometimes to get around to it. Right. But it's there. It's it's there.
2: But why is that important? Because there is a new processor chip. <laughs> that we're jumping on. There's a new processor chip called the M1 chip that Apple has released on their new laptops and personal computer devices. And this processor is none other... It's unlike any other processor that we know to exist. And processing power and, and the idea of RAM... Has completely changed with this chip, apparently. Right? From from my understanding of the research on there. So when we feel that things have to be a certain way, right? Then there is these ideas that push forward to to compete or complement on these other things. You know, when you say, okay, well, I want to, I want to create, right? or I want to write, and I want to be published. You know, and there's always spaces for that, right? World of Myth, uh, Dark Myth Publications. Mm-hmm. You, uh, your work good enough. If your work is good enough, it'll be published.
1: Sometimes, sometimes yeah. great work gets submitted and then you know denied. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily talking about the World of Myth. I'm just talking about in general. Oh yeah. Um.
2: Yeah, but th- yeah. the problem with with big boys and indie publishers, you know, there's also an issue between that little idea that we just shot out a couple minutes ago between money and gain, you know, if it's profitable to the company, they'll shoot it. Kind of like musical labels. Yeah. You know, there's a whole many obstacles that go into as you're aware of what's going to sell the music
1: four chords, right?
2: The four chords. <laughs> <laughs> four chords sell the, the music. That's right. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> so imagine you have this idea, and you, you you write this idea down, and you have this vision, and you bring everybody together, and everybody has the same vision, and you try to promote this vision out. Now we're talking about a studio. And when you put up barriers of what you can and can't do, in your own mind, that's what really creates the barriers. Not that I'm saying that money doesn't talk, right? Because uh, I don't really want to turn this into a big guy versus little guy type of deal. All I'm saying is you can do whatever you want and the information is out there. That's the whole idea behind that. You just have to... There's this thing you have to get over, you know? And the magic point about that is nobody can actually tell you what the thing is. That's the, yeah cuz it's
1: going to be different for every yeah, person.
2: Because look, how many how many like self-help books and 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 how many, you know, things they got going on even on the Instagram feeds about self-help and what you got to do and you get out there, you pull your bootstraps up and you make things happen. But really there's a mental consciousness thing that you have to get over. It's can't be explained. But good news is, everything's out there. Mm-hmm. So, that got way off track about how you <laughs> created the image of the
1: uh, child. So you want to know, like, like the how. The how. Really, here's some nerd speak. Is that what you're asking for? You know what?
2: I think there's actually not enough nerd speak because I love, love listening to music theory. Like, the notes and the chords and everything that goes into a diminished and ascending fifths and sevenths and diminished chords, right? I feel like, give us a little technical breakdown real quick.
1: It's just, and I'm not, I'm not an expert. Like, I really, <laughs> I have been editing videos for a really long time, like a really, really long time. But again, I'm really not an expert. Everything that I've, I've done, it's, it's self-taught, you know? And, and
2: see, that was the, that's what I was fishing for. Everything that you've done in that video is self-taught. Yeah. So it is possible. Everything
1: I've done in general has been self-taught.
2: Absolutely. You t- <laughs> hey, that's the big point. You take a look at your art, that's all self-taught. No. Right? You, you, you know, uh, not sure who is going to be shaking their head at this, but it is self-taught. Versus, there are some out there that will disagree against not having, you know, the, the formalities mm-hmm. and everything. And I could understand that. Yeah. But... I was listening to a podcast about animators, and uh, a lot of them, you know, when they come out of school from the college, they get paid minimum wage. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, that's no big deal, because it's like a big, big Entry guy. Level. You know, not to say like, like a studios or, you know... Pixar comes to you and says hey would you like a job you're like no, I'm good bro you know
1: yeah no like a studio has ever offered me I have long said if like a studios just <laughs> wanted me to clean their toilets I would yeah, do that yeah yeah I
2: was saying so if,
1: like you don't even have to pay me you can you <laughs> can pay me illegal you know wages be, I will take be, that job <laughs> you're gonna be
2: Cruella right there when she got that job yep in the in the clothing store and, you're gonna that would be me
1: be, and I would be very happy to do it be
2: down there and then the big wig comes in
1: Who made that? That's my dream right there. That was me. That's my dream right there. I I sculpted
2: Patrick Swayze out of clay (laughs) for you right there and slapped it on the table. Because, see, you can take the ghost, but you can't, you know. (laughs) Just Patrick Swayze of the ghost of the actor in the movie.
1: I just, I unfortunately (laughs) am somebody who has, like, I didn't know what I, I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't know how to go about doing what I wanted to do. Um, And I've always kind of, shifted. Like, so there was cosmetology. I wanted to do cosmetology, but it wasn't that I wanted to be a, a, a cosmetologist. I wanted to get into film makeup. Well, okay, we're in California. We could have done this, this, or this and excess, you know, this kind of school. And I looked into it. I wanted to do that. I wanted to go to FIDM. I wanted to do fashion design. I wanted to do so many things. And in, in my brain, by the time here's Jenna's little boo-hoo corner. By the time I was ready to go to college, I was just getting over a cancer, you know, my cancer treatment. Um, We were, our house had been foreclosed on, all of this. College was not something achievable at that time. I was very fortunate and I had people in my life who were very supportive of my endeavors, but again, to seek out, you know, any kind of, formal education regarding anything I wanted to do was not feasible at the time. So then I settled. I, I started with cosmetology because I figured, okay, I can I can grow from here. If I want to go to Pittsburgh and do Tom Savini's uh, school makeup, or if I want to go down to, to Hollywood and go to <laughs> any number of schools, that was kind of the goal. But I learned that that really wasn't It was a very toxic environment at that school, so (laughs) it wasn't great. Anyway, that's beside the point. So formal education and myself have never gotten on very well. So, but because of the way I am, because of, I am very, either I'm going to figure it out or I'm going to find a way to figure it out. And, you know, that's kind of how I've always approached things. You know, and I've talked before about, like, my, my little art crusade I started when I was A kid and started in digital art and then it just kind of progressed from there and everything so that's beside the point but the the whole point is that I am ultimately self-taught and yeah cosmetology school kind of helped me out with a couple things Yeah, color theory that was great but when it comes to doing graphics and all of that like everything is self-taught everything and it's just a lot of messing around and so when when you know, you came to me with this this video, and you know, you'd kind of mentioned just using a a photo, and my brain was like, well, yeah, "We could, but what if we made that photo go from a static image to something that looks alive?" You know, and like I said, you kind of showed me this example of what you liked, and it was something really graphic. Um, very, very digital. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm not there yet, but I think we can kind of come to like a cool place. So, you know, of course, finding it's, it's just, it's finding, finding out your strengths and finding out, figuring out how to figure out what you're doing. <laughs> and that's basically what it was. Well, and that's, so
2: that's the beauty of the uh, internet yeah. or specifically YouTube. What do they call it? The University of YouTube? Is yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. YouTube is a wonder.
2: So you go on there and, and you have, uh, you know, anything you want to know. How to use whatever program.
1: It's one of my favorite things. Like, one of my favorite things is just to, to kind of, like, traverse these puzzles and navigate, like, how to go about doing something that, like, either I've never done it before. And, of course, like, you know, it's scary because my brain is a little wonky (laughs) and it's it's either like all or nothing that's the way I think you know it's I either have to give it like 100% of me or nothing at all I cannot just go in and and kind (laughs) of and I think that's unfortunate for me because that also uh doesn't allow me to work very well with people and that really sucks but (laughs) but I'm working on it I'm working on it but no the point is you know it's it was fun trying to figure out like okay taking a static image and i knew i just wanted something really graphic really bold that was clean crisp easy to read and your brain would automatically understand what's what's happening and you had composed this amazing amazing piece that i was just obsessed with and i keep saying like i i need to i need to hear more music like this so i think you should just do a whole album on this type of music it's so good it's just it's like it's like Blade Runner and I don't know it just is so good.
2: We should name that track. Yeah we should. So what do you want to name the track?
1: Um, Jenna's Comfort Zone. There it is. I don't know.
2: (laughs) JCC. (laughs) Z.
1: Comfort Zone. But um, So I really wanted to kind of utilize that, the moodiness of that. So it was taking the static, like I said, taking the static image. Unfortunately, I don't animate. I, it's something I really want to do. It's something I am, like, is a, is a major goal of mine is to animate. So I kind of did what I could and, and what I know how to do and how I, how I knew it wouldn't take me because we had to get it out is yeah. the thing. We were under kind of a time crunch yeah, and, we wanted to get it out.
2: And to put that in perspective, that Lucas Spider... That little short was done by one person. Mm-hmm. And he told the process to where he had a really old computer he was working on. And what happened was, for some reason, he had hairs on the spider that were flaying in the wind for some <laughs> reason. So he went in in Photoshop and took out every hair on the spider and then re-put the hairs. So, let me digress. It is a lot of work.
1: It is. It's a lot of work, but... He...
2: You can do it.
1: You can do it. And like I said, it's I think that's that's kind of one thing that like I really try to always tell people, especially, you know, it's like people who, you know, it's I'm not I'm not super wizened, but I'm I'm somewhat wise. <laughs> and, um, you know, finding your strengths and finding how things work for you, you and I operate very differently, but we get the same result. Because we know how to go about certain tasks in the way that benefits us. Like I said, I know I am all or nothing. And you see me, you see that. It's, it, I, I, I have to have reminders on my phone to do basic tasks. Like it's not very healthy, but it's, I have reminders on my phone that tell me to eat, like because I get so hyper focused. Right. So when I say it's all or nothing, it's all or nothing <laughs> and I hate to, it's very hard for me to multitask in that it's like if I'm hyper-focused on this project and then it's like, oh, I need to go work on this one. It's so hard for me to start separating those things. I can, but it's hard. So I know the best, the best way for me to operate is to focus on things when I have the time. You know, and off fl- like I had to do, I just did a commission and I flat out told her, I'm like, I have stuff I need to get done first because I don't want to start this commission when it's not my number one priority. I don't want to put this on a list of things I need to do. You know what I mean? Right. And I did it, I knocked it out and it came out. I don't want to want to flux or anything, but it came out beautiful. Uh- <laughs> 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 Granted, there's probably about 15 hours spent just Googling vintage lace and and uh wedding veils from the 50s and 60s. But <laughs> it came out I'm really proud of it. Right. It was really pretty. And
2: can you imagine like just the age of the internet that we live in?
1: Yeah. You know,
2: like this was the whole dawn of the idea of the internet, you know. Well, technically it was military. But anyways, all the information is like right there. Just mm-hmm. right. I mean, not all of it. Obviously, not all of it, but all of it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's, and and I think that's, that comes with a content, you know, and and when I say that, I mean a lot of the information we get comes from content creators. I'm also very, very interested in mortuary science. That was um, another career venture that I had really wanted to seek out. But I also know my mentality, and that's a whole other story. There's one content creator who I used to be really, really, like, a fan of, (laughs) and I'm not going to name names because I don't want to get sued or anything, but (laughs) there's one content creator who's out there who talks, who's very vocal about mortuary science, and they're, they're cool, but apparently there's a lot of misinformation, and... When you start, like, following other content creators and they kind of start like, no, 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 that's actually not accurate. Um, You know, here's how it actually works, blah, 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 blah. And then you can't help but try to learn more because you're like, okay, so what is what is right? Um, Point is (laughs) that was a whole thing. Point is you have content creators who are putting that information out there. And I think that's kind of one of the the joys of doing uh, the podcast is you know, there, there are other people like us. There are people who work and operate and think like us Mm -hmm. who maybe want to venture, who maybe want to learn more, who don't know how to go about learning more, who maybe are like me and are like, there's something wrong with me and I don't know how to work with this brain that I have. And (laughs) you know what I mean? So yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's, it's there. It's all there somewhere. It's, Again, not every little thing is going to be there. Like, no, just because of me watching internet videos, I am not an expert in mortuary science. Just as much as people who watch YouTube or Facebook clips um, regarding 5G microchips are not scientists. Uh-
2: <laughs> Experts in 5G.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, But you can when it comes to creating and making and utilizing and honing your skills – well, it's it's accessible. That, that's, it is. That's
2: where you're trying to lay the line down. Yeah. That's that's going to be the disclaimer right there. For creating, you can become a quote unquote expert. Yeah. On the internet, for applied life skills, there is no expert advice to be had into a serious
1: path. And it's. Definitely not going to come from Facebook. Posts you cannot in all become
2: apps. an expert psychologist <laughs> on YouTube.
1: That's the title of the episode. So,
2: <laughs> please, if you would, if you have not already, check the show notes for the trailer for Abducted, a story by Don Brawl. And also, please tune in next week for the magazine review. And the premiere of the audio experience, Abducted.
1: A story by Don <laughs> if there If there has been one thing I've learned, it is so much fun. This, this has been so much fun. Um, again, a lot of work, a lot of tediousness, but so much fun. All right, guys. You can find us at theworldofmyth.com on facebook and the twitter at the world of myth bits podcast and the world of myth magazine and on the instagram that is now brought back to life the world of myth bits
2: yay thank you for listening
1: (laughs) until next time